we're not really going to do this, are we? Dude, I got great news. Oh. Oh. I have amazing news. Oh. Laura, are you listening, girl? Are you listening? I am, I am. Laura, are you listening? Are you listening? Hola, Laura Romo. All right, right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Guess what just cracked the top 10? Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yes. Muy bien. We did that. (laughs) This show. You did that. Hold up. Hold up. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. Feliz Navidad is the number 10 song in the country this week. I'll take it. For the first time ever, it is not a top 10 single. As it should. This is the song you should do on Tuesday, LZ, when we have our battle against Mason and Ireland. You ought to do this song. That is cultural appropriation. I would not participate in that. Oh, okay. That's fair. I'll buy that. No, LZ should do Last Christmas. That's what he should do. I'll do this one. (laughs) I, I do have an update from someone of the uh, Latino persuasion. Mm-hmm. His name is Jorge. Perhaps you've heard of him. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Cut it. That song sucks. Boring ass song. Go away. <laughs> That's all I got to say for George. Out of the studio. Go George. away. What are you doing Your now? show Get is out. gone. Go, Goodbye. Get Goodbye. Get out. Get out. Why, why are you still in the building? Because he has no life. That's why. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Oh, and great. he had the nerve to call my mama. Mm-mm. That is so messed up. He called up. your mama? Remember? Why he you got your mama number? Be- we've known each other for 12 years. We went to college together. So he's like oh. part of the fam. Got it. La familia. That sounds like a podcast conversation. Oh, no, on. no, no, no. Nothing like that. No. Nope. You know, paywall podcast conversations. Let me tell you something right now, LZ. One day, <laughs> yes, I'm getting sir. you on a podcast and I'm going deep, man. I got questions for you. I got I got so many questions for you about your life that you have like you you drop little tidbits here and there and then I'm like do I I really want to dig into this and know a lot more about it so I need to podcast with you one day. I got dibs on LZ though. I have a podcast too and I would I would love yeah. I got dibs. Sorry. I, I feel like a plate at church that's just getting passed around here. Can I <laughs> Do I get to say who gets dibs on me first? Do I, no? Do I get to say? No? I'm the girl. I should get dibs. I feel very uncomfortable now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we need to talk about the Rams or something, y'all over here. I, think, I, 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 I seriously think in a matter of 30 seconds, I turned into like the fifth wheel on this thing. Like, what is happening? I'm the first. I don't know. <laughs> 50 Shades of ESPN LA or something. I don't yeah. know. What's mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, we got a great day here tonight. And I, I say it like that because here's what just happened. The Raiders and the Chargers have just kicked off from Las Vegas. And LZ, this is a game mm-hmm. where the Raiders, if they win it, they're still in it. If they lose a division game at home against a bottom feeder like the Chargers, they're wow. done. Is that is that a an inaccurate statement? Feeder. Is that I would say if they were a disaster of a team, then yeah. You can call them bottom feeders. But the Chargers have basically been in damn near every single game this season and thus are a little bit more dangerous than their records would indicate. So while you don't want to lose to a 4-9 team, um, you don't get to say this very often, Cap. You can't tell me this very well couldn't have been a team that is what? I don't know, like with 10 wins today? Nine? If they were able to hold on to big leads 
they were able to close out the games that they had control of heading into the fourth. So this is a dangerous Chargers team that, you know, like the Raiders are fighting for someone or for something, you know, in this case, you know, Coach Lynn's job. And the Raiders have not only have a lot of injuries, but maybe their start was, you know, fool's gold. And maybe well, they're coming back down to earth. Well, you know, all these close losses that you talked about, and when the Chargers are on the road and they've got a Drew Brees down and they've got a 95% win probability in the fourth quarter, <laughs> or when they're, right. when they're on the road at Tampa Bay and they've got Tom Brady down and they've got a 99% win probability, 99% win probability and, and they can't close out these kinds of games, or when they, they don't have... You know, they, they clearly don't understand clock management, be it at the end of the first half of a game or the end of a game. And so all those things. Oh, and I'll just throw one other thing at you, which is this game tonight is an AFC West division game. Do you realize that the Chargers in their last nine games in the division are 0-9? But to your point, as bad as they've been in the division, as bad as mm -hmm. they've been in, in finding, like I always say, exotic ways to lose games, I tend to agree. The pressure is all on the Raiders tonight. And as for the Chargers, let it fly. I mean, what, what, what else is there this season? I'm looking at, you know, the last time they played. With about five minutes to go, the score was 28-26 to 26 in the fourth quarter. So the Chargers eventually lost that game 31 to 26. You know, the, the 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 Raiders were able to go down and kick a field to go to give us a little breathing room. But again, at that point, the Chargers were two and six, and they were down two points midway, not even beyond midway, like a, like two thirds of the way through the fourth quarter to these Raiders, who at the time were rolling. At the hey, time, they were rolling. And, and, but, LZ, don't forget, at the end of the game, the Chargers threw a ball into the end zone that they thought was going to be a touchdown. They celebrated like they won, yep. but then they reviewed <laughs> it, and it, you could see Anthony Lynn talk to the referee where he said he yep. dropped the ball. So, yeah, listen, <laughs> this is the kind of game where the Raiders are now a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I wouldn't bet on the Raiders to cover three-and-a-half, no chance, no way. I also don't feel real comfortable in, in betting on the Chargers because they might be a team that could lose 45 yep. nothing like they did to New England or turn around, come back, and somehow get by Atlanta. But then again, somebody was trying to lose that game, and Atlanta's just as bad as the Chargers are. So, Well, this Raiders squad have lost three of four, and the one game they won was a three-point win against the Jets. So I don't know, bruh. <laughs> oh, listen, the, the Raiders are know. not very good. I mean, listen, the Chargers beat the Falcons last week. Don't forget, the Raiders got blown out by the Falcons the week before. Yep. I mean, yep. the, these are, six. I mean, the, the Raiders may be 7-6, and six and they may be improving, but they're not even close to prime time yet. So, listen, um, Thursday night football underway. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on with the score. It's 0-0. It's early in the first quarter. Raiders went 3-and-out. and out. Chargers have the ball, and, uh, and they're still on their side of the field. So lots more to come as we'll keep you up to speed with what's going on on Thursday night football. All right, LZ, I asked you this earlier, and I'm going to need to dig in a little bit more. What are you supposed to do with all these Christmas cards that you get this time of year? I want your opinion. I want your advice. And then I definitely would like to get back to the Lakers. I want to get back to the James Harden story. Clinton Yates is coming by. So don't go anywhere. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, trying to get you into this festive holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Sedano and LZ here on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. LZ, I got good news earlier today. Yes, sir. My 14-year-old daughter, whose BFF's dad tested positive for COVID, got her test. She was positive, not my daughter, the, her friend. And then, of course, it's straight panic in my house because I got three daughters, LZ. So three girls. I mean, it's hard, dude. It's hard. Please, I'm telling you. If... if <laughs> It's not easy, you know, to be a single dad of three daughters, teenagers, 14, 17, and, and 18. Isn't that a TV show? I don't know. Like it All My be. Sons or something like that? Oh, yeah, Aren't My Three like Sons. Of, yeah, My, my three, three Sons. Yeah. Isn't that just you with three daughters? Yeah, My Three Daughters, My Three Girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. They just steamroll me all the time. Coming to I mean. Disney Plus later this year. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it should be like one of those inspirational films that we always promote on Disney Plus, like the one about the Clemson safety. You know, he's a sports talk host who has three teenage daughters. They're going to kill him. I mean, that's really that's what's going on. But anyway, my daughter got her covid test and we were all sitting on pins and needles like, no, please, please don't have it. Please don't have it. And we just got the test back. So negativo right now. Ah, Congratulations. Yeah, I know. Feels good congratulations i know i feel better like i and you know all of a sudden like i went from feeling like maybe i've got it to all of a sudden i feel great feel wonderful all of a sudden you know that i mean that listen with the way that the news has been going on in regards to COVID, that is fantastic news congratulations and you know who else got fantastic news so far tell me coach lynn Mm. because his qb justin herbert is balling and they are now, where are they now? They're at the 15? Going in. Going in, hopefully. Yeah, in the red zone. Chargers in the red zone early here in the first quarter. Second and nine against the Raiders. LZ, I, I want the Chargers to win because I want Anthony Lynn to remain as head coach. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that say, what are you, crazy? Like, why would you want this guy to stay as coach with all the mistakes they've made with all the communication errors they've had as the chargers just scored a touchdown on their opening drive? Why would you want him to stay? Dude, I find Listen, it highly entertaining for me. And I, and I said this at the very beginning of the return of sports It's very hard for me to wrap my head around the notion that you're going to fire people based upon the outcomes of this broken and duress season. Like, I understand wins and losses matter, and I'm not saying that any championship deserves an asterisk and any loss should not be viewed as a loss. But in terms of firing, given all the circumstances that have been thrown at the way of women and men who are not equipped to deal with these circumstances, Coach Lane is equipped to play football and, and coach football. He's not equipped to manage a staff of, you know, 50-some men navigate them through a pandemic. (laughs) That's not the job description. So I just have a hard time saying, hey, yeah, let's just go ahead 
and fire people who didn't win big games during the pandemic. I didn't agree with the Doc Rivers firing for the same reason. I don't agree with the notion of Anthony Lamb being fired for the same reason. If Clay Helton was 0-5 instead of 5-0, I would feel the same way. This is not the season to fire people because they couldn't handle navigating their teams through a pandemic and all the protocols it takes to be on the field. Well, more than anything for me, um, I just look at it and I think to myself, I know this ownership. This is not Steve Ballmer who owns the Chargers. Uh, you know, th this is not the bus family who owns the Chargers. Uh, this is not even close to Stan Kroenke who owns the Chargers. This is a family that makes all of their decisions based on dollars. And as long as Anthony Lynn was given a contract extension and he's owed $7 million, they are not going to pay him to go on vacation to hire somebody else to do the same job. They will make their decisions based on money, not based on chasing a championship. That's my opinion. I know this organization well. I know this family well. And, uh, and I'm rooting for Anthony Lynn. I always rooted for him. He's a good guy. Everybody loves the guy. But, uh, but I will tell you that most people think if, you're think, if you're thinking analytically, like he made a lot of mistakes so far oh, this year. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yes, he's made a lot of mistakes. Hell yeah. He has. But that doesn't mean that they're the kind of mistakes that can't be corrected. You can't tell me when you have the Chiefs coming off a Super Bowl up against the ropes with a rookie QB, you're not doing good stuff. You can't tell me when you have the GOAT at the quarterback position up against the ropes with the rookie QB, you're not doing good stuff. I think Anthony, if Anthony Lynn's team was getting blown out week after week, game after game, out of games by the second quarter, stuff that I had to endure as a Lions fan, then yes, escort him out the building. But this team, this Chargers team this year, despite its record, has been competitive, I would argue, in 90% of their games. And by competitive, I mean fourth quarter within a field goal or yeah, even having a lead. Right, exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's, listen, it's fair. It's 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 your what you're saying is exactly accurate. They they have been in every game other than the New England game and and but they have found ways to lose and there's been a lot of embarrassing moments along the way. All right. So, let me just say it's 7 nothing Chargers, 12 play, 78-yard drive, 7 minutes and 29 seconds. I mean, that is holding the football. That is great combination of run and pass chargers have a seven nothing lead lz let me ask you a question mm -hmm. i am literally sitting on a stack right now of holiday cards every day they keep coming in the mail and i'm flattered i'm flattered i think it's wonderful i really do mm -hmm. i think it's fantastic that that people go out of their way they take pictures of their family maybe sometimes they create like a collage of photos on a on a, on a card for you some people hand write the cards um, people, you know, they're not just, some of them are just standard, you know, they're just putting them in and everybody's getting the same one. Some people like to write a little note and I'm flattered when I receive all these holiday cards, LZ, but I feel like such a jerk cause I don't do holiday cards. I don't, I don't send them. I don't take pictures with me and my kids. I don't go on some website that can build a card. I don't have the hard copy. I don't have anybody's address. I don't have stamps. I don't have time. I don't have bandwidth. <laughs> I feel like such a jerk. Like I'm getting all these cards. Oh, this is wonderful. Look at how great this family is. I wish I could show them my family. Go on Facebook, Jack. Uh, that's that's the best I got for you. Go on Facebook. Go on the gram. Do a TikTok dance video with all your all your daughters. Listen, if 
people are sending Christmas cards for the sole purpose of getting Christmas cards, then the whole spirit of the thing is already derailed anyway. You don't hand out gifts because you're expecting gifts in return. You hand out gifts because you just want to hand them out. And that is enough. <laughs> so, so I'm not a card person. Most people who are in my circle know that. But if you're in trouble, I'm there. It, you know, I check on everybody during the pandemic. Random text messages sending positive vibes. You're always in my mind. I'm just not going to send your card. It just isn't yeah. my thing. I know. I just feel bad also because then I'm going to wind up throwing all these cards out. Let me find out what Karen Kay's story is on all this. She's going to give us traffic. Karen, what about you, man? Are you well? Are you a card girl? Let me save these two stamps, one for uh, LZ, one for you. Beautiful picture <laughs> of me, my husband Kyle, his son Lucas, and our dog Jake at San Clemente Beach. If you, I mean, I, I had them ready to go for you guys, but... No, and if you I can still send, send them. them, yeah. No, I listen. I, LZ, I'm with you. I like to send them, but if you don't send me one back, it's okay. I don't care. That's okay. That's not why I send them. You're I just exactly feel bad. Right on that. I just feel what, horrible. You don't. What you don't have stamps? No, it's not because I don't have stamps. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what people are doing now? A Tell friend me. of ours took the family picture and they put it on Facebook. That's your Christmas card. Look there at it go. on Facebook. There yeah, you go. Or they'll send it to you in a text. And it's a beautiful picture, but I still, I am a little old school. I, we got the pictures and uh, I might send one to you. I don't even know what's old school. Is, is Facebook old school? I think I'm being ridiculed right now. I'm being yeah, Facebook shamed right now. Yes, Who uses, no, 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 Karen. What? Facebook is I'm old school. Facebook. Oh my God, know. girl, we need to upgrade you. What? Ooh. And Instagram. Ooh. Okay, Instagram's cool, but Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Facebook shamed right now. Well, That's I terrible. Mean, you said it first. I know. It's my fault. It's my fault. I should have said Instagram. I meant Instagram. I just got shamed. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs> all right. Uh oh. Wait a second. Mm. Hold on a second here. Uh oh, Sedano and LZ, and wait a second. Uh -oh. This oh, is not no. good. If you oh, are a Raider no. fan, cut the not, music. Not good news. Cut the music. Oh my. We need oh. some sad music, Laura. We need oh, some look sad music. Bum, so bum, it's bum, hard bum, to say bum, goodbye bum, or something bum, like that. Oh yeah. Whoa. This is a big deal right here. Uh, Raider fan Derek Carr oh. leaving the game with what looks like LZ, the way he it, was holding it. It definitely looks like it. <laughs> looks looks like a yanked groin. Yep. You know? He and was he was he was scrambling. He was actually heading towards the goal line, towards the pylon, and he pulled up uh, you know, within a couple of yards of this goal, reaching right at his groin area and uh yeah, that does not look good. Mm -mm. Derek Carr being walked off the field by trainers. Doesn't look like he's got cramps. Looks like he's got a serious injury. You know what that means. It's Mariota time. Is it Mariota time? Whoa. 
Is Mariota time. Ba-da-da-da-da, Mariota time. Wow, Marcus Mariota. I forgot all about him being with the Raiders. I forgot mm-hmm. about him. I remembered in the preseason it was Nathan Peterman that Gruden was talking about. I tell you what, man, that Nathan Peterman's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, wow. that was some shenanigans he was up to. But no. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Marcus is coming in. Former number two overall pick. Flamed out in Tennessee. Picked up by John Gruden's Raiders. And uh, you remember all the hype he was talking about with Marcus Mariota during the uh, offseason? Yeah, I do. So I guess now we get to see whether or not it was just all talk. So I'm, I'm really trying to work on a John Gruden impression. It's not really going very well thus far. It's more of a, um, it's an impression of comedian Frank Caliendo doing an impression <laughs> of John Gruden. So it's a third generation impression, LZ. Yeah, those you know? are never good, man. No, like if yeah. you saw Hard Knocks with the Raiders two years ago, like yeah. Gruden would go, tell you what, man, knock on wood if you're with me, man. All right, knock on wood if you're with and me, man. That was like one of the worst moments of the of, the, of that series. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood if you're with me. It's like, right. sweet Jesus, man. Tell you what, man, I got COVID. Everybody in the room went, no way. Really, coach? You got COVID? No, man, I'm just joking around. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. All right. <laughs> That's about it. That's about right. But you know what? You never know. The the Raiders, as we said, it lost three or four with the one win being a three-point victory against the, uh, the woeful uh, winless Jets. So you might as well say four straight losses. So you never know. A new QB can give a spark to both sides of the ball, and maybe this might actually solidify their chances of making it to the postseason. It's not like Mariota hasn't led a team to the postseason before. It's not like Mariota hasn't won a postseason game before. So it is the backup, but it's a backup with, with, with the resume. You know, uh, you mentioned the Jets, and uh, I think it's part of the reason why there hasn't been so much hype around the Rams this this upcoming week because they're playing the lowly New York Jets. The Rams are 17.5-point favorites. LZ, I don't bet on football games, but uh-huh. I'm at least, you know, to some degree, I'm aware of the lines and, and the fact that one team is such a monster, you know, favorite over the other. 17.5-point favorites, the Rams over the Jets. That's a huge line. But the Jets have been so bad this year. I mean, just terrible. Now you got to drive. You got to fly cross country again. I'm telling you, man. I think I think the Rams. If I were, I know this sounds crazy, but I think the Rams could easily cover that 17 and a half. Oh God, yes. With that defense, if the Jets score, it'd be almost an upset in and of itself, given how well our defense plays and how poor that Jets offense is. All right. So right now it's seven three. Chargers over the Raiders, but the storyline in the early part of the game, and we're still in the first quarter, first quarter's coming to an end, but Derek Carr has left the game. So if you're a Raider fan, you're either stoked because you're like, good, let's see what somebody else can do because you never really loved Derek Carr in the first place, or you're thinking, oh man, we're, we're, we're done. We're toast without Derek Carr. So I'm going to be very curious to see what happens when the Raiders get back on offense. LZ, uh, sure. Let me get your opinion on, and I, I did you happen to see last night James Harden's post-game interview? There's been so much talk about Harden. You and I were talking the other day about how juicy he looked in mm-hmm. his pre-game warm-up setup. You know, shirt all tucked in. By the way, I don't like to tuck my shirt in. It makes me feel fat, too, just to be clear. Anyway, um, 
What'd you think? Did you happen to see Harden's post-game press conference when they were grilling him about where he was and why mm-hmm. he wasn't with the team? Yep. I, I, I heard the indifference response he had to questions about a team he no longer cares for. <laughs> I actually thought it was uh, it was interesting to listen to the reporter not back down or kind of be intimidated by the quick responses. Brawny, can you play for all of us this uh, this exchange between this Houston area reporter and James Harden after the game, this preseason game. Go ahead and play it. Oh, you don't have it. Oh, okay. Well, here I'll. I'll this will be this will be an impression of James. Do Harden. a reenactment. Yeah, you you want to do this? Give uh, it to me, Daniel Day Lewis. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, it was like this. It was goes. James, um, how come uh, how come you uh, you uh, you were in Atlanta and Las Vegas uh, rather than being here with the team? Um, I was training. I was working out. Yeah, but um, why, uh, why Atlanta? Why, why Las Vegas when the team is here working out? That's where my personal trainer is. Uh-huh. Okay. And you felt that it was more important to be with your personal trainer than with the team? I was just getting myself ready for the season. Now, according to the reports, LZ, apparently Harden was partying with a buddy of his who's a rapper. And when I saw the name of the rapper, maybe I'm a little too Facebook and a little less Instagram, but I didn't know who the rapper was. That's quite all right, because the rapper doesn't matter. The rapper actually can be in Vegas and party as long as he wants to. The question is, what does the Houston Rockets organization do with the player who doesn't want to be there, and how do you convince other smart teams who are very careful about strange elements being brought to their locker room, how do you convince them that the James Harden who just gave those answers, who showed up out of shape, um and disrespectful of the new coach as well as his teammates, how do you convince a team that once they pull the trigger, James won't do that again the next time he's upset? Let me pose it to you another way. What if nobody would trade for him? He's put his Houston uniform back on. He went back out on the floor. What if he stays in Houston? How could you possibly ever rein him in based on the reporting that's been done that it's James's world and they're all just living in it? How could you ever regain control of your organization with that type of personality inside? Well, I, I really think it starts with the ownership and, and the owner. Now, maybe James was able to get away with it because the previous owner wasn't as involved. And maybe, you know, ultimately it boiled down to the team president and the coach to try to manage the situation. And that's what they decided to do. I don't know if the current owner is more involved or not. I know he talks a lot, and I also know he doesn't know much about basketball, but I also don't know if he's the kind of person who won't care about this investment. In fact, I think he will care because he's heavily leveraged when he bought the team, and I'm pretty sure he's not happy with what he sees with his star employees. So he's just got to find another taker to get an extremely talented guy who's been highly unprofessional this, un- this, uh, this offseason. I'd like to talk a little bit more about this Harden situation. Clinton Yates will be joining us coming up shortly. I'd also really like to get back to the Lakers preseason game last night and the the discussion that has been going on. It's almost like a quarterback controversy. The the THT versus Coos talk that's been out there. So don't go anywhere because coming up next, what you need to know, and then Clinton Yates is right around the corner. This is Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Start off what you need to know by letting you know Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano, who's in a little holiday break here. LZ in the house as always. La 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 la. LZ, one thing you need to know right now, because this is real time, Derek Carr has been taken to the locker room. The Raiders are trailing the Chargers 7-3. It's early in the second quarter. Derek Carr running towards the end zone. Looks like he yanked his groin and has been walked off the field by team trainers. And your man, Marcus Mariota, is getting ready to come onto the field for the Raiders and take over their offense after the Chargers got the ball. Punted. Here comes the Raiders' offense. What do you predict, LZ? What do you think about Marcus Mariota? I always liked him. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good quarterback. It didn't work out in Tennessee uh, with the change of head coaches. But that doesn't mean he sucks. You know, this isn't, you know, a turnover-prone guy. This is a guy who's who's a little bit more limited than maybe they thought. But he's been to the postseason. He's led a team to postseason as a starting QB. He's won. And so this isn't necessarily a collapse. I would think of him more like a Nick Foles is in now for Carson Wentz kind of thing. I think that's a great analogy. I think that Mariota being a top pick, being a, an All-American type player, by the way, we were talking earlier to Keyshawn about USC pride. USC mm-hmm. tomorrow night against Oregon. If you are the Oregon Athletic Department, if you are the Oregon football program, you should be tweeting incessantly at this moment. Look what's happening on Thursday night football. It's Oregon quarterback against Oregon quarterback for the Raiders and the Chargers. <laughs> that is a hell of a matchup. I didn't even think about that. Good pull. Scotty, good pull. Well, thanks. I, I As I was saying it, I was like, God, please, Mariota went to Oregon, didn't he? God, I think he, yeah, he did. did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a duck. Didn't he, right. he won the Heisman, too? Yeah, guy had an ama- amazing college career. He really did. I, I, I'm curious to see what he can do. All right, here we go. Uh, Mariota's in the game for the Raiders. It is what you need to know on Sedano and LZ, brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. LZ, the world of broadcasting and sports has changed significantly in 2020. As we've all learned to work from home, mm-hmm. did you see what Kevin Hart... Now, wait a second. I better ask you, do you know who Kevin Harlan is, LZ? Yes, I do know who Kevin Harlan is. Okay. Did you see what he did in calling the Golden State-Sacramento preseason game for TNT? Did you happen to catch this story? I saw the picture. Okay. So Kevin Harlan's daughter... Olivia Harlan Decker posted on Twitter how great it is that her dad was having dinner upstairs with the family and then walked downstairs to the basement to broadcast an NBA game on TNT and she stood behind him shot video and posted it on Twitter this is Kevin Harlan they said three broadcasts three networks three nights so a CBS NFL game a Westwood One NFL Monday Night Football game and turn it around into an NBA game on TNT. And, LZ, listen to this. You wouldn't even know that Kevin Harlan wasn't in the arena. Listen to this. Sacramento, scene of game two in our preseason doubleheader. 
Welcome everyone to the NBA on TNT. Tonight, it's the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Good evening everyone, Kevin Harlan along with the Hall of Famer Grant Hill. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And Grant, it just seems like yesterday we ended the season. Now here's 72 days later, we're starting another a very quick turnaround for the NBA and its players. You believe this, LZ? I mean, sitting in his basement, dinner upstairs with the family, call the game downstairs in the basement, and the viewer would never even know the difference. That's why he's a goat. You asked if I knew who he was. Well, that, that shows you why. That mm-hmm. and the fact that I've actually have worked with Olivia as well. <laughs> That's so great. I, so I kind of knew. Yeah. I had, a, had some inside information, <laughs> if you will. But um, no, I mean, that's why, you know, he's a goat. Mark Jones, goat. Um, I used to, you know, work very closely with uh, Cliff Drysdale over in the tennis side. Goat. Certain voices, certain people in this field, they have the prestige because they can pull off what we just played. Yeah. I work with Kevin Harlan a lot, a lot, and um, nobody works like this guy. Nobody travels like him. He's an animal. This guy will go Sunday football game, Monday football game, fly back to Green Bay so he can drive four hours to his lake house, then two days later drive back, fly to an NBA game, go NBA, NBA, back to NFL, NFL. I mean, this nobody works like this guy. He's a complete beast. And by the way, he's gotten like practically every television commercial now, his voice, and every video game has his voice. Guy's making bank while he can and calling games from the basement. All right, it is Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. And LZ, Clinton Yates is ready to roll. You like that. You yeah. like the fact that I have entrance music now, LZ. Okay. <laughs> I do. This is a tremendous development in my life. How are y'all today? <laughs> like a boxer breath? coming to the ring, man. I'm good, man. I just heard y'all talking about Mariota coming in, by the way. So there's a couple things on that. When you get two guys from the same place, it's very simple. Ducks versus ducks. Ducks win. That's how that works. And number two. Uh, um, wisdom. <laughs> number two. Uh, Mariota's the kind of guy that reminds me of back in the NFL. I think people forget this. That like, yo, your backup was not a bum. Like there was a time when in the NFL your backup was just the second best quarterback on your team. And I feel like because we get too caught up in guys being like, uh, you know, so-called franchise guys that we forget that like, yo, some teams just have good backups. Like, oh my god! And he just to, th- he dude he just threw a ball. Mariota just threw. I mean, think about it. He comes fresh off the bench, um, unexpected to play. He just put a ball in the most perfect place to their tight end, Waller, for a touchdown. This is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant throw by Marcus Mariota. To your point, Clinton, you got a first-round draft choice, a Heisman Trophy winner, a number one overall pick. That's your backup, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have to have a guy who's some superstar and then a guy who's a nobody behind him. That's not how that has to work. You can have two dudes that are pretty good in case something like this happens. Smart play by the Raiders. Wow, man. Raiders have just taken the lead, 9-7, PAT pending. So, Clinton, how's things going, man? How you doing? Things are good, bro. Um, You know, I just, uh, you know, listen, I'm a big holiday guy, so, like, I am enjoying California Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, this has been uh, kind of the more fun part of the year is when all my friends hit me up. They're like, oh, my God, this, that, and third. I'm like, bro, I'm wearing shorts. All right, so how about that? You know, but, no, things are well. And um, I'm very much looking forward to whatever – this sounds weird, but whatever bowl season is going to be, I've got a little intrigue as to what's going on in college football, and so I'm pretty pumped about that. Well, I was really intrigued with the column you just wrote for the undefeated mm. because 
I'm, I'm glad you wrote what you did. I didn't bother writing it, but I certainly was <laughs> thinking it. Which I, I, is... Go ahead. No, you know, actually, no. It's your column. You say it. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and I think that there's a lot of people who sort of misunderstood uh, originally where I was coming from when this people were like, oh, you're just being a hater and this, that. And I thought, I'm like, no, 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 bro. You don't understand. So, you know, waking up on the West Coast when you work on East Coast times in terms of the news cycles is always weird because sometimes something happens early enough that by the time you get up, there's been a whole level of discussion about it that kind of affects how you think. And I happened to sleep in the other morning, so it was like 10 a.m., and by the time I woke up, I had a gazillion, a gazillion messages and all sorts of things telling me, oh, look how great the you know MLB, they're finally recognizing Negro League stars and this, that, and the third. I was like, okay, so let me get over to this press release. And it says MLB elevates Negro Leagues to status of like whatever. And I was like... I- I'm I'm sorry. Elevate status. What what are we even talking <laughs> I know, about dog. here? I'm like these were. I was like I, I honestly double taked at it, and I was like, does that seriously say that? And I, I know that's difficult for a lot of people to understand why that's so harmful and why that's so jarring. But like, yo, the whole point is that the Negro leagues were not less than. They were right. simply the league that other people played in because y'alls were the ones out here segregating. So don't come back now and be like, oh, it's so fulfilling for this to be happening and this, that, and the third. I'm like, what What are you even talking about? Y'all are the reason why this is a problem. So, like, I, I don't know. It was obvious to me how sort of duplicitous that was. But I know that a lot of people want to say, oh, but they're trying to do the right thing. What did you want them to do? Well, just don't say you're elevating people's statuses. Say you're recognizing. Maybe say you're apologizing. God forbid you atone. Like that (laughs) word has never gone anywhere worth valuable. You know, so that's what I was just trying to point people out. I'm like, bro, there's a lot here to understand more than just stats in a book. You know, I don't care about frankly, cool Papa Bell stats versus Jimmy Fox. I don't, you know, but if you want to tell me what the culture of the game is that the Negro Leagues have added to with my man Bob Kendrick out there in KC Mo running the Negro Leagues Museum, you know, get me to a point where people know as much about that as they do about guys that were playing when the field wasn't level, you know, so that's what I was getting at. It's like this language is way crazy and y'all aren't doing nearly enough considering how bad this was and why baseball is what it is today. First of all, I'm really glad that you used the word atone. It reminded me of Atonement, which is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, please do. It's really good. But the other thing, too, is that I was totally there with you. I saw that. And the thing that's really interesting is that yesterday, um, Pete Buttigieg, presidential candidate, openly gay, um, former mayor from South Bend, Indiana, was just nominated for Secretary of Transportation. And people were coming to me to go on air and talk about, you know, what this mean and look how far, you know, gay people have come. And I was like, every time I was on air, I was going, look how far straight people have come. <laughs> because gay people always knew we were capable of doing these jobs. Mm-hmm. It was the straight people and their prejudice that kept us from those jobs, not our capacity to do them. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to heterosexuals for recognizing your sexual orientation has no impact on whether or not you can fix the infrastructure of this country. Way to go, straight people. And I felt the same way to your point about Major League Baseball. I was like, oh, so you're going to act like aliens came down and imposed <laughs> this system on us, and you had to come in and rescue the Negro League. Great right. job. No, that's not what happened. 
Right. No. So, you know, you just point that out because there's so many good stories, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's like, and the hero of MLB story is not one of them. You know what I mean? You could talk about all the great things that happened. You do not have to pat yourself on the back for something that should have been fixed a long time ago. That's, that's where I am. All right. Clinton Yates is on today on Sedano and LZ as he normally is on a Thursday. And this piece that he had written today in The Undefeated, uh, as we're talking about it, you know, when I read it, Clinton, what I thought mm-hmm. to myself was, so, because I read part of what you had said, which was the um, the acceptance, if you will, of the Negro League statistics will allow these players to finally get their recognition and go into the Hall of Fame. And my thought was, well, why do they need why do they need to do that? Like, just put them in the Hall of Fame anyway. I mean, if they <laughs> if they earned Hall of Fame status with their statistics as players, it doesn't matter what league they played in. It's baseball's Hall of Fame. Thank so, you. And this is why it gets difficult is because you could concerned that once they do perhaps put them in the Hall of Fame, that they're going to act as if these guys were major leaguers the whole time and perhaps somehow find a way to erase the Negro League history. That's why people are actually concerned on that front. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think you're right. It's like, listen, you know what's going to matter is when you start giving people's families from Negro League players who've been destitute and trying to get pensions for half their life, why don't you break them off a little money? You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, look. Your family has contributed to the greater good of baseball for whatever it may be. Here's something to say thank you and are bad. Like, this isn't crazy. That's not the worst idea in the world. Bob Kendrick should never have to pay another bill in his life to keep that museum open, you know? And so this notion of recognition and all these kind of things that are celebratory, you know, how about you go ahead and break some people off with some money? Because mm-hmm. that's the reason why this whole thing was a problem <laughs> to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult to understand, you know? It's not paying something to go away. And sometimes... Paying people back is the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I read it earlier today. Um, I was like, wow, this is a, I mean, because, you know, I'm not really like into the history of baseball, like yeah. just generally speaking, you know, and I, I read this today and I went, this seems so odd to me. This, this need to quote unquote elevate. And by the way, this mentality from baseball, like we've just done something super heroic, not politically <laughs> correct. We just, we've done something heroic. Right. Look at us. You know, yeah. and, and that's the thing is that, and I said this in the column, and I'll point it out now again, like night games were started by the Negro Leagues. Why? Because black folks weren't allowed to play during, in stadiums during the day. Guess why? Because they didn't want us there, you know, and they weren't going to sell people land in order to build their own stadiums. So guess what? Negro League owners started bringing in lights so people could play at night. Number one. Number two, the Negro Leagues let women play, and they had a female owner. In those, you know, in the Negro National League, the first one, you know, like there are progressive elements to what the actual game was beyond just the wonder of the stats that have helped the culture of baseball overall. And people don't know that kind of stuff. Japanese folks like baseball because black folks went over there and showed them how to play and have fun. Literally. This is real. You know what I mean? And you know the culture of baseball in Japan now and how that's grown and turned into its own sort of part of the overall baseball diet. Like, by leaving out the story, you're making the sport worse. So don't tell me about the daggone stats from dead guys. You know what I mean? We respect all of that. But there are active things that have happened and that are created as a result of what we did when we were forced to play across the other side of the fence that are worth recognizing well just beyond whether or not anybody hit enough home runs or not. And that's what the issue is for me at this point. Preach. Strong, bringing it, no doubt, man. Anyway, my it's targets crazy. are looking okay. 
I'm just saying. I'm a Chargers <laughs> fan now, by the way. <laughs> oh, that. really? Now no, you're back to the, being a Charger fan? No, no, no. That's the other thing about me moving to L.A. You were asking me how I was doing earlier. Yeah. Like, I moved out here, and I'm from D.C., and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time to let go of this despicable franchise. Don't need them anymore. <laughs> turn, turn on the Chargers. And I was like, you know what? These units are pretty good. I like their coach enough. Quarterback's pretty pretty hot, you know, so I'm a Charger fan now. That's basically what it is. Oh, and man, like get ready guys. to have your heart broken, dude. I mean, get, yeah, I know. Dude, but you got again, no chance, man. Do you I mean, know who I was rooting for? I again, do. I mean, my The goodness. worst team, like one of the most despicable no, franchises in history, right. and they're really never bad. good. So. Oh, wait, but dude, you have no idea. If you're going to become a Charger fan, you've just gone from one horrendous owner in Daniel Snyder to a different type, but an he's equally a different, yeah. as bad Spanish owner. Spanos is a different guy, but he's giving people COVID relief checks I read that somewhere today. He's giving people money based on experience and time with the franchise. I'm not apologizing for that guy. He's obviously done a lot of messed up stuff, but you know, I'm trying to keep it copacetic here. I feel in you. Both town. You know what I I'm do. Saying? I'm feeling but, you. Field so. Yates just tweeted out something that I think may be of interest of you guys. Oh. If Marcus Mariota plays more than 60% of the snaps in any game this year, he earns a 200K incentive. With the win, that number jumps to 325. Additionally, by playing in 60% of the snaps in the game, his base salary increases by 625000 in 21. He can make nearly $1 million if he wins the game tonight. Oh, I might be rooting for Mariota then. Forget the Colts. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's like... That's, that's awesome. That's chump Is change, that not man. dope? That that's is freaking, dope. That's chump change. I mean, have you looked at what what Giannis makes per game? Have you looked at what Giannis <laughs> now makes per minute? <laughs> chump change. Yeah. I know, have man. You, but have you looked how much I make per minute? So <laughs> to me, that's some good money. That's good money right there, dog. <laughs> that's a good point. Let's see a motivated guy too. So yeah, let's go Bulls. Hey, Clinton, it is a great piece that you wrote today, and, and appreciate you spending a couple of minutes here tonight. What do you got planned? What do you got going on later? Eating tacos, watching the Bulls. You know the routine. That's basically it. I got you. I got nothing going on. And uh, this weekend, (laughs) might get a tree. So we'll see. You're going to get a tree? I mean, might. You know? Again, you got to understand, this is a different Christmas operation for me. Holidays operation is different now. It's all warm outside. I'm out there at Home Depot in shorts. You know what I mean? People are I'm like, this is a little odd. I like it, but I got to decide what I want to do. I'm also looking for a reason to buy an axe so that I can go out into the woods and chop one down. So I'm trying to decide how I want to do it. That's really what the might is. Yeah. I have an axe. I thought you were just... I thought you were just delaying because you're trying to get a cheaper tree, you know, because it nah, goes on bro. sale the closer you get to Christmas. Dude, I am a total guy. I am like impulse buy, walk in, give me the biggest one. I don't care how much it costs. Like, that's how I shop for things. So that's not what I would do is wait to get a cheaper tree. <laughs> Clinton Yates stopping by tonight on Sedano and LZ. Clinton, have a great night, man. Enjoy the tacos and enjoy the game. Go Raiders. All right, y'all. Talk soon. Well done. <laughs> All right. I'll catch up to you later. All right, coming up, let me talk about Christmas trees with you, LZ, as a matter of fact. I would like to get your opinion on some Christmas tree issues that I'm having, as a matter of fact, right now. Issues. But first, yeah, I got some issues. Let me tell you about it. But coming up first, here's Traffic with Karen Kay. Yeah, you have a lot of issues. You just said go Raiders. What? You heard me, girl. You know oh, that I am Lord. the card-carrying member. I am the. Oh. I, I'm, I'm carrying around my Charger Hater Club card. I can't root for this team after bailing on their city. As Laura would say, anyway, 